0: How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. So today we're talking about how the Yankees have changed their offseason plan to do something that we've been talking about for months now. We've really been trying to hammer home the youth and durability kind of categories in the Yankees, trying to improve upon those two things. And obviously they've gotten astronomically better with Juan Soto. Even Alex Verdugo historically has been an above average hitter. Uh, We'll see if he can run that back in 2024. But I like what the Yankees have done in terms of their philosophy behind their additions, right? In the past, we've talked about and witnessed what guys like Josh Donaldson could do to your team, strap you with $50 million, strap you with a regressing player. We did not get the Josh Donaldson that was MVP caliber. We got the Josh Donaldson that had was basically useless, no legs, no arms, just up there freaking wiggling around in the batter's box. He was useless. And the truth is, The Yankees needed to get younger. We had one of the oldest teams in baseball last year, and what do you know? We were also one of the most injured teams in baseball last year. We need to be getting younger, need to be getting more durable. There's a couple players that they've already acquired and some other ones that we're hoping we will acquire. Uh, that can certainly aid in those two departments to help us get younger, uh, but also really just have the same players day in and day out. Like, how many times last year did we change our lineup because guys were constantly getting injured? Or the injured players, the supplements to them were struggling We were trying to find the answers and solutions. It was too often. Every day was a different lineup. You're never going to win games like this. Look, you could change your lineup to attack a certain pitcher, attack a certain strategy, but the truth is the Yankees weren't doing that. The Yankees were changing up their lineup because their guys sucked and their depth was awful. They were trying to find guys to just at least play at a certain level that was not sustainable as we saw so you know Ryan what are your thoughts about the process so far this offseason targeting younger players targeting guys we know will stay healthy or at least you know have stayed healthy knock on wood Um, and and how do you think that fuels more success for the Yankees in the future in terms of just changing the ideology behind our strategy in the offseason it seems we've, we've taken a much different approach this year than in past ones
1: Yeah, so the lowest guy, uh, the lowest amount of play appearances taken by one of the three outfields we acquired uh, over the past three seasons was uh, Trent Grisham when he took 524 play appearances in 2022. These guys play a lot, and and that's good. That's important. As you mentioned, right, there's a difference between, all right, we're going to be leading off Verdugo today against the righty, and then a lefty's on the mound the next day, and like, all right, we're going to be leading off LeMakieu, right, because... That's playing to the situation. That's playing to the matchup. Plenty of teams change your lineups around to play the matchups, right? That's part of baseball. That's part of, you know, having as much more information than we do now uh, now that we do now than we did ever in years past. We see this in all sports, right? You know, we see different lineups and different lineup iterations and, you know, NFL, NBA, NHL, right? Things change around all the time, even formations, right? Like we'll see situations. This is, you know, this is something that's been around even before the advent of like modern analytics, right? Where you see like a defensive coverage in the NFL where you, know, you maybe throw an extra linebacker out there, or you have another guy on the defensive line, or you throw out somebody else uh, in coverage, right? Depending on the situation. Um, this all applies in the ML in Major League Baseball as well. But as you mentioned, the Yankees are doing it because they're trying to beat righties or lefties, or they're trying to get to a guy who, you know, has a bad fastball and, you know, they have a bunch of good fastball hitters. They're trying to, they were switching guys around because as you mentioned, they're trying to figure out how to get IKF in left field because they didn't have a left fielder. He took the second most innings in left field out of any play on the Yankees last year because they're trying to figure out a way to get Estevan Floral in center field because they had no one else to turn to, right? Because they're trying to figure out, you know, ways to get, uh, I mean, there were times in which Josh Donaldson, right, was like the fifth hitter, right? Like that's, unacceptable right um you know they they don't have to do those kinds of things right now and especially in the outfield where they've had such terrible depth you know they have not had a competent left fielder much less a good one let's let's throw good left fielder out of the window here because we haven't even gotten to playable right like they don't they have not found a playable option for left field the guy who leads the the yankees in left field war over the last three years is brett gardner Brett Gardner and I have taken the same amount of Major League plate appearances over the last two seasons. The guy hasn't played the last two years. He's been out of baseball. He's effectively retired, right? Like, I- I'm sorry. I don't want to be, you know, a, a the type of guy to bring up, you know, the past year. But let's be real here, Alex. Like, the, the Yankees have not had competence in left field. We can sit here and say, all right, is Alex Rodrigo a game changer? Probably not, right? But compared to what the Yankees have had in left field, he is a starting left fielder on an actual baseball team. Like, That's better than what we've had in recent years. Trent Grisham, of course, you know, he's he he on his own is already like a competent, a better center field than we've had probably in recent years in terms of just a guy to open the year. You could argue Jason Dominguez was a better player than Trent Grisham, and and I would would agree. I'd rather have Jason Dominguez than than Trent Grisham. I don't think that's much, much of a conversation, right? But, you know, would you rather have Trent Grisham or Harrison Bader? Harrison Bader, when he's healthy, might be better, or at least on par. But when he's healthy, never happens, right? Um, You know, I'm tired of saying when he's healthy for so many players. For these three players, it's just, yeah, this is what they are. There's no when they're healthy. There is no when they play a full season. There is no when they aren't dealing with this, when they aren't dealing with that. These guys are healthy players, clean bills of health. This is huge for the Yankees, right? This This is kind of the thing we've been lacking over the last few years. Just guys who are reliable, dependable. And in the case of Juan Soto here, this is separate from Verdugo and Grisham going out and getting the guy, right? Like when the Yankees went out and got the guy, it was Garrett Cole, and it worked. It's been Garrett Cole's one of the best, uh, you know, free agent contracts the Yankees have signed in recent memory. Look at, I mean, think of it like this. Garrett Cole had more risk attached to him, had more money attached to him, and has more years attached to him, and he's a better contract than Carl Stradon. he's a better contract than even Anthony Rizzo, he's been a better deal than Josh Donaldson, he's a better deal than all these guys. I'm not saying to go out and load up on long-term deals, but what I am saying is when you're banking on Hall of Fame talent, you're usually going to come out on top. You don't have to settle for these guys who randomly become all-stars, and you're like, all right, you know, maybe these guys project well. You're the New York Yankees. Go get that top guy. Go get that guy who, you know, is going to go into the Hall of Fame, or is going to end up being, you know, a couple years shy of the Hall of Fame while in while they're in their prime. You know what I mean? Don't You don't have to settle for uh, B-tier talent. And this is a cautious reminder as we enter the end. Really, the this is close to the end of the Yamamoto sweepstakes. Don't settle for just randomly good, like a guy who has a couple good years on their about whatever. You have a chance to land a Hall of Fame player. And as, you know, we brought on Jack Ozule who is an MLB reporter. We brought him on yesterday, and he said this. just He said the Yankees are over the moon on Yamamoto. If you're over the moon on Yamamoto, they view him as like a top five pitcher in the sport.
0: Go to get him then. If he's a top five pitcher in the sport or top ten in your eyes, go get him. Yeah, I mean, look, at this point, we were just discussing this before the podcast started, Excuse me. and uh, the truth is is that the Dodgers, if they get—they just got Tyler Glass now and, you know, Manuel Margot. If they go out and get Yamamoto, there's nothing stopping the Dodgers from winning World Series for a long time. The Yankees have a chance right now to disrupt that process because they can afford it now that Otani deferred his whole contract to the final year. They need to get Yamamoto. There is no other way. There's nothing There's nothing else to say. Like, they have to do it. The problem is, I think all these teams are going to offer a similar amount of money. It's, it's not going to come down to money. It's going to come down to where Yamamoto wants to go. And the, the, there's reports and, and rumors indicating that he doesn't want to play second fill to Otani, which is certainly in our favor. Um, obviously, he's a pitcher, so, you know, Juan Soto's not going to be in his way. Garrett Cole is very humbled, is not really that outspoken. I think if Yamamoto wants the spotlight, he can have the spotlight with the Yankees. Um, <clears throat> he's going to get buried with the Dodgers with all their all their kind of voices and all their players there, and all the spotlight being on Otani and everything he does, every little minor detail, he takes a step into the bathroom. Uh, they're going to be reporting on it. So, you know, the truth is right now, the Yankees need to win, Need to get Yamamoto because they need to stop the Dodgers from becoming this super team, this dynasty. Um, and they need to play that, that villain right now. They need to get him. With that being said, what does Yamamoto have in common with you know, as you referenced Juan Soto and Alex Verdugo? <clears throat> All of them are under what? I think I think about twenty seven years old. So Juan Soto and Yamamoto's is twenty five. Yamamoto's pitched three consecutive years with 170 innings. Uh, Juan Soto played all 162 games last year. And both Soto and Verdugo have played a minimum of 142 innings over the past three consecutive seasons. So you're getting – and that's the philosophical change that I referenced earlier. You're getting three players here that do not miss games, okay? They do not miss games. If you have to – you know, if you don't have Giancarlo stand in for a while, if Judge gets hurt, if DJ LeMahieu misses time, if Rizzo goes down – you are okay. Like, you can survive that. Last year, Rizzo went down and Judge went down, and our team went down with them. Like, that's really the reality because Stanton's not good enough anymore to carry an offense like that. But, guys, if if we're healthy, you know, opening day, we come in, we are good to freaking go. Judge, it's, let's say even Stanton gets back to relative, like, competency. Like, he he hits maybe, like, a 115 WRC+, and, you know, has, a like, 30-plus homers. I'm ecstatic about that. Um, Just based on the fact that he was 89 89 WRC plus last season, he was freaking terrible. So, you know, looking right now um, in terms of what the Yankees could have, a lineup that has a healthy judge, Soto, Verdugo, Stanton, Rizzo, LeMayhew, Anthony Volpe takes a big step forward, hopefully. You have Gleyber Torres still. Austin Wells is exciting as an offensive catcher. I mean, guys, like, what more can you ask for? You have a lot more durability, you have a lot more youth, and another thing, you have a lot more lefty bats in the lineup, and you have a lot more diversity. So, you know, the strategy here has changed tenfold. You know, we've gone from 38-year-old Josh Donaldson's to 25-year-old Hall of Fame-level bats, and guys, here's the truth. You don't want to know what Josh Donaldson made over the two years? As I said, $50 million, $25 million. See you know how much Soto's making this year? About the same, <laughs> $30 million. So, of course, they had to trade a lot to get him. Uh, but at the end of the day, obviously, you, you you look at what Soto is and what he can be. And, I mean, in my opinion, I think we're going to have to try to bring in Soto. Because the gamble here, you know, Cashman and, and Simon took a huge gamble. You look at you look what the Dodgers did. They have Otani on a 10-year deal. We have Soto at one year and Verdugo at one year. We need to bring back Soto. You know, we need to have this guy long term. Um, he's gonna give us that win now. Always that win now, you know, step forward. Uh, but honestly, it's a huge risk. You know, the cashman inside the Yankees organization took a massive legacy risk on this outfield this year because it's one year, and there's no guarantee either Verdugo or uh Soto come back I'm fine with just Soto coming back and then putting Jason Dominguez in left field long term I'm cool with that that's like I think that's preferable in my opinion but with that being said at this current rate the Yankees need to win a championship next year because they don't know the future of what Soto holds they don't know what that that future is um they need to get Yamamoto because they need to capitalize on Garrett Cole and Aaron Judge's peak Right now, like they are in their prime. They're only going to get w- probably worse from here. Um, So I honestly think that like if you don't make that move, if you don't be aggressive, you're just it's the last it's the last piece of the puzzle, man. This is what we talked about months ago, Ron. We were like, imagine an offseason where we got Juan Soto and Yamamoto and, and we were both like, yeah, there's no freaking way. It's real right now, my friends. It's freaking on the table for us. It's on the table, man. It's Thanksgiving and the turkey's freaking basted. This is what it looks like, and, and the stuffing's the stuffing's there. It's delicious. This is what Thanksgiving looks like. It's you got everything on the table. You capitalize. You have your you have your food. And you sit on the couch like a bum for three hours and watch football. This is what I want to do. I want to get Soto. Want to get Yamamoto, and I'm gonna sit on the couch for three hours and enjoy the fact that this Yankee team is gonna be one of the best in baseball next year for a myriad of reasons. But we also changed a cultural problem that has been plaguing us for years—a lack of youth, and a lack of durability, and a lack of reliance on our prospects. That blend, that healthy blend of uh, Anthony Volpe and Austin Wells and Peraza, and you know, hopefully Will Warren comes up and makes an impact, and you know, all these guys that are starting to like blossom—Jason Dominguez and Pereira, guys. Oh, Spencer Jones is climbing this. You know, there's so many young pieces here that can have long-term impacts on this team, and that healthy blend of you know young superstars like. You have, you, have the super, you have the guys that are developing in real time at 24, 25 years old, and then you have the Hall of Fame level players at 25 years old like Juan Soto. That is what builds long-term success, not 38-year-old Josh Donaldson. So I'll give you a chance to give your take on kind of what, all the stuff I just said, and then you know, we'll wrap up from there. But you know, this is a philo- philosophical difference we're seeing in the Yankees this offseason. This is a very good sign for the future.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And look, uh, as you mentioned, it, it felt like, I mean, not, not even, we're, we're not even saying five months ago, six months ago, we're saying a month ago, right? Like a month ago, Soto and Yamamoto, the Yamasoto offseason, felt like a fantasy, right? It felt like, all right, you're going to trade for Soto, and then it's going to be like, it'd be cool if we get Yamamoto, but probably not going to happen. And, you know, I'm not saying it's guaranteed to happen. I'm not saying that the Yankees are in a boat where, you know, we're not like sitting here and saying, the Yankees got Yamamoto, yay, we're not celebrating before things have occurred yet. Um, but, but Alex, I mean... They're in a good spot to get Yamamoto, right? They're in a good spot. They feel good about si- their situation. Look, did Jack Curry say anything new yesterday? No. I think we're just kind of all in the waiting phase. We're like, we're waiting to see, you know, what information comes out following the end of these meetings. Obviously, met with the Phillies yesterday. I think the met with the Red Sox either yesterday or the day before. Um, You know, he met with the Giants. he met with the Dodgers. he met with the Mets. But um, well, the thing I'm going to sit here and say, if I'm if I'm Brian Cash and if I'm Hal Steinbrenner, is that you walk with Yamamoto and... Yeah, like your core long-term is, it's pretty much set in stone, right? Look, will the Yankees be in the market to sign another guy long-term next year or even in two years? No, but is anybody remotely going to become available? Like, is there anybody that's available that's remotely the talent that Juan Soto or Yoshinobu Yamamoto is, right? Like, no, like I love Kyle Tucker. He's not Juan Soto, or right? He's a really good player, but he's not Juan Soto, right? You know, I, I think, what like even Sasaki, right? Like, he's gonna be posted three years probably from now if he hits through free agency. Now, if he's posted before that, it's league minimum salary, which means the Yankees would not be out of that pool at all. They actually they just recently added some international free agent money, just for people curious. You know, that's all I'm not gonna I'm not gonna speculate much further than that. But you know, at end of the day, Alex, right, like these are two players that become unavailable on the trader for agent market. Once every like 10 years, right? Like once every 10 years or once every half decade, let's say. Like I know Manny Machado and Harper were on free agency five years ago. So I'll say every five or six years, right? In five or six years, when those type of players become available again, guess who's going to hit the free agent market? Stan's going to be off the books. Rodon's going to be off the books. DJ's going to be off the books. Hicks is going to be off the books. Rizzo's going to be off the books. Uh, you know, uh, try, to, uh, try to think of other guys. I mean, Judge is going to be on the last three years of his deal, right? Like, you're going to start saying the only long uh, – Cole might be done by then, right? Like, even if they throw in the opt-out, 2020, 2020, yep, yep, he would be on, he would be done. Cole, Cole wouldn't be here. His money would be off the books. That's a lot of money off the books. And think of how much money would be making with Soto and Yamoto. And by the way, Alex, guess what their age would be? They would be, what, 30, 31? <laughs> Those guys would be the age Aaron jo- – they're younger than exactly. Judge and Cole, right? Like, that's exactly. crazy. That's the best part. So, look, these are once-in-a-generation free agents. These are once – or not free agents. Soto was a trade target. But – If you look at how often these players become available, from five five or six years when another player of this caliber becomes available, the Yankees are going to have all the money in the world to go out and get one of them. Maybe not both, Mm -hmm. but one of them, right? And that's what you do. You just keep building. That's the way the Yankees have to build this team going forward financially.
0: Yeah, it has to be a, a nice blend of prospects and guys that are young, and their contracts are going to age well, and money coming off the books in terms of Stanton and whatnot down the future, down the road. Like you're going to have money that opens up, and you're going to have really great young talent already within your ranks, and a lot of them will still be in arbitration. So, you know, this is a good scenario to be in if you're the Yankees because the future they just they have to get Soto back here. Like I think that's paramount to this entire equation is that Soto signs an extension to stay with the Yankees. But guys, always happy to hear your perspectives down below in the YouTube comment section. Make sure to like and subscribe as always. We'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.